Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy podcast. We are continuing our series on pricing models. And as you know by now, if you've been, if you listened to the last couple of episodes, you know that we are, we're going on a series where we're looking at really different models. And I think that's important because in this industry, there's nothing that is one size fits all. You know, everything is about what works best for you and what works best in your market. And for the way that you prefer to, uh, to deal with brides and grooms and their parents and your personality, all these things come into play. And so that's one of the things that I'm trying to do with each of our series is to give you a broad spectrum of voices to understand that there's not just one way to do this. And so we have, uh, Garrett and Amber Baird back on. And I'm excited because they have a pricing model that I've sort of been intrigued by over the years, but I've never done anything quite like it. And so I'm excited to learn more about this to see if maybe this is something that I would want to incorporate or not. Um, but there may be others of you who are doing this and maybe you're doing it with excellence and maybe you have some room to grow. Uh, but either way, uh, I'm just excited to to have them on and to learn more about what they're doing. So uh, thanks for coming on, Gary and Amber. Hey, thanks for having us. We love, always love showing up and, uh, and talking, talking shop on your podcast. Yeah, we have a great time. Uh, I think pricing is, is one of the things that is the hardest part. And it's almost a, a taboo to discuss. You know, everybody yeah. wants to, you know, not lay their cards on the table and play their hands up close. So, oh my goodness, you can't know how much I charge because you may under, undercut me and take all my business. Right. And it's a journey as well. You know, and we went through several, several versions of pricing structures, uh, since we started. Um, uh, the, the first one might be slightly embarrassing, but we were giving away the farm for 1500 bucks. Yeah. And we only had one package because we thought in our minds, we want everyone to have this. We the want everyone to have yeah. everything. And then we soon realized, I mean, and we shot or we sold like that for a while, a while. I mean, they got everything. They got an engagement shoot. They received like an hour long sort of film, sort of doc edit. If anything happened of any importance, they got the full length cut the entire time. Right. So, yeah. So they got everything. And, and that was uh, probably like 10 years ago, though. But it's it then it evolved. And, you know, I think we, we went into, um, packages as well you know and that was and that worked for a long time for us um and we had heard about this a la carte thing and we're like what is this and that's there's no way that's gonna work that's in our market silly. that won't work no way yeah. spend any money yeah so we were really nervous about it um so you know we did the four packages we wanted four packages hoping that hoping to get the brides in the two middle tiers mm -hmm. but if they got the biggest we were really happy if they got the smallest yeah it was okay but um, with packages and things like that comes a lot of sometimes bartering, you know? Yes. So, well, yeah, for instance, you know, they would say, well, I like 
package number two. But those two Blu-rays you give me, can we exchange those for um, a longer film or, or something else? And I was like, well, that Blu-ray is worth about $5. So you <laughs> it's know, not, equal. not really equal. So we ran into a lot of people wanting to barter and change things around and to make a, a package that fit what they wanted. And at the time, you know, up till just last year, I, I, we just, we just forced them to buy what we thought they would want. And looking back at it, I think we would have been further along in the game by allowing our couples and our moms and our dads to purchase what they want and give them complete control and power over the money they spend. Hmm. Awesome. So everything then is a la carte. Yes. So we looked back at, um, I think we seriously, we just started doing a la carte and it has worked tremendously well for us. Um, oh, yeah. our looking average over booking prices has went up. It definitely has went up. We looked over what our couples purchased last year from us and we saw, okay, I think we can actually make that, you know, into a thing. Um, because last year we had a, a package that was a highlight and full ceremony toast. I think about 80% of our brides right. purchased that yeah. package and we're like, okay, so what if we made our base price just the highlight and allowed them to add on the ceremony and toast? We could make more money. Because we, we wanted to raise our prices, but to raise our prices above what our packages were already set up was quite quite a, quite a sticker shock to a, a lot of the, a couples right. in Indiana and the surrounding area. Right. So we actually, we did raise our prices, but if you look at our packages now compared to what they were a year ago, it looks like we're cheaper now. The start, the, the start and the price of entry is, is cheaper. Right. But once you start diving into it and deciding, well, I want this and I want this and I want this, it, it adds up rather quickly and they get to spend all the money they want. So there's, <laughs> there's no like package, even, even our biggest package, at the time, you know, it was, it was a lot, a set amount and they could not spend any more money with our setup. Now they have the option to spend quite a bit more money if they want to. So you, you give them that power and sometimes it works out uh, or no, shouldn't say sometimes it, it has worked out in our favor um, above our other packages from last year, every time. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Very cool. So what? So it sounds like you switched, right? You, you've gone right. through a few different phases. And I think, I think we've all probably done that to some extent, or probably most of us, um, where at the beginning, you were really just kind of giving away the farm. Mm -hmm. You know, probably most people start out something like that because we have this mindset of, you know, hey, well, I want a deal, you know, so other people probably want a deal too. Um, so people will like me if I give them a deal. Right. Absolutely. Um, talk to me just through like in the beginning, like did, did you guys, A, did you guys have that mindset of, you know, we like a deal, we want to give other people a deal or what was it that kind of had you at that $1,500 we're going to give away the farm? Well, $1,500 was a few steps up from where we started. I think our, well, our first one was $200. Well, yeah. <laughs> but when we first started marketing heavily and going to bridal shows and such. And really digging our heels in into our, the industry. In our market, in our small, we're from a very small town in, in southern Indiana. There's 20,000 people here mm -hmm. uh, on a good day uh, when the college is in session. So we knew that. At the time, I don't think we knew that the market was small, but looking back, it, it is a small market. But we were just happy to be 
doing this. And we thought it was a lot of money because this was 10 years ago. And we, I was working a full-time job. Garrett was working, you know, a full-time job with his dad's business. And so having an extra 1500 bucks on the weekends was, um, you know, was we substantial thought was, was very substantial. So I don't really know why we landed on that price, but we had done a few weddings and knew it was a lot of work. And we thought that was a lot of money at the time. Um, and now granted, at our first bridal show, we still got people saying, my whole wedding isn't going to cost that much. Right. You know, like that's the mindset still of the people that, that we were um, selling to at that time. So it was a huge sticker shock and, and video was not as prevalent clearly as it is now. Um, so I really don't know why we landed on that price, but, and we were always very slow to raise our, our prices. I was always scared to death. Um, we to were prices, always yeah. very slow to raise our prices, especially after we both became full time with this, because we we're just always afraid and fearful that we would lose business. And so <laughs> we would maybe raise it a couple hundred bucks every right. year. And you do lose. I mean, when you do raise your prices, especially if you raise it substantially, um, you do lose a, a certain uh, client base, but you exchange that for a totally different um client base. So like the same person that would not hire me um, at $1,500 isn't going to hire me at $2,000, is not going to hire me at $3,500. I'm at a totally different uh, price bracket for a totally different group of people. And I think you exchange one for the other. And I used to think I was of the mindset that if I'm not working every weekend, I'm not successful. Well, one month or one year we had 44 weddings and I changed my mind. Like, okay, I guess this is the success because I'm, I'm, you know, it's almost 50 weddings plus our, our, our corporate shoots that we do. And I guess I'm now eventually, you know, finally successful. And that just, that I almost just like lost it that year because it was shooting them's fine. But then when it's just the two of us editing, trying to get all these done, it just destroyed our backlog. So, um, yeah, I used to think that. I had to work every weekend and I had to have all the latest gear and that's what made me successful. And I think, you know, looking back on that, um, work smarter, not harder. We've heard it. Everybody says that we hear it all the time, but, um, by going to a package system like this and increasing our prices and, and targeting a different audience, uh, we've, we, we do much less weddings, quite a few uh, less weddings, but we're making as much because, you know, our price is at a point that will sustain our livelihood. Probably more than we we're making, Absolutely. even when we did 45, I, that one hellish year. Yeah. <laughs> we don't speak of that year. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to, um, you know, I would sit on Facebook and, and, and in some of the groups, I was like, oh, everybody has weddings today. Why don't I have a wedding? Like, well, just take a day off. Just relax. You know, you're, you're fine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's a totally different market that we're in now than we were 10 years ago. Uh, we're, I mean, we're in the same area, but we've reached out to a totally different clientele. Awesome. Talk to me about um, what triggered in your mind of we have to raise our price or we have to change when you were at that. Because I think a ton of people are at that breaking point with somewhere around $1,500 to $2,000. Sure. A lot of people feel like, there's no way I can go above the above that, um, and you know probably at some point in each of our careers we were you know, at that place for, mm-hmm. for absolutely yeah. We've been if if you're at that place right now, if you're at that place of fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand dollars, and it feels like there's no way I could ever charge someone more than that. Mm-hmm. We've been in your shoes and we felt that pain. 
pain, that anxiety. That you oh, it's, it's it. scary. It's so yeah. scary. Yeah. So talk to me about like what it was for you guys that said, okay, we can't do this anymore. We're going to change. Well, first of all, I do want to make one comment. We are not the one that's going to be preaching raise your prices. I know a lot of people do, and I I think that the industry does need to be elevated to a point where we can charge what is appropriate. But again, you have to have the experience and knowledge to back it up. Yeah. So just because someone says raise your price doesn't mean you should exactly at that point in your career because you may not have the experience or expertise or knowledge. So that was... You know, that's a really strong opinion that I have that I know some people in the industry would probably disagree with. But if if you're charging more, you need to be bringing more to the table. Right. That that, is, that's a really good point right. because you, you can be a great shooter and have the latest gear. But to have the experience of, of, of weddings and multiple weddings and what happens, what do you do when something goes wrong? What do you do when the day is doesn't go the way? thought it was going to go um that also affect affects how you price yourself out is is that level of experience so that's a really good point Amber. right so i just wanted to make that a, a clear to start with but um jumping back to what jordan's initial question was is when did we or how did we know that we should start going above like the 2500 well i it's hard to remember because it's been about yeah, 10 it's been a while. years ago since we broke through like I will say that this this new a la carte um, pricing structure would be a great way to raise your price without technically raising your price so let's say you are at fifteen hundred dollars right now and you're giving them a teaser you're giving them a 15 minute film you're giving them all the full docket doc toast you're giving them the full docket at ceremony um, maybe say okay yes we're fifteen hundred dollars for um, that highlight and then have a list of other things they can add on so they can still hire you for $1,500, but if they want the full doc edit, if they want all those other additions, they can add that on. So you could, you could be doubling what you're charging now without technically charging them that much. I think it's really good. Actually, I just recently did that. Um, a lot of you guys know I have two different companies and one of them is a volume brand where I have, I think we have eight shooters right now. And, uh, you know, kind of because of, because of our, our business model, we're able to be, really affordable so on the front end it was fifteen hundred dollars and for that you got you know two shooters for eight hours and a highlight and ceremony cut um but we recently changed that so it's still the base price everything we raised every other price after that Mm -hmm. um, by several hundred dollars um but the base price now you don't get a highlight you get a music video Oh, sure. smart. Um, which is super. I mean, you know, you can put a music video together in like two or three hours. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because you're not trying to find any of those audio pieces. And so uh, that allowed us to still be able to sell the fact that we started $1,500. While since we've done that, no one has ever booked, right. has booked that lowest one. Mm-hmm. Whereas we were before, we were having a lot of people book that lower one. And I was just trying to figure out a way to... S- stop people from booking that bottom package and for us that's been the kicker is we haven't had anybody who you know turned us down because of it most people still um, we actually put all our prices online with that one mm-hmm. most people are still moving up to the other one but they're not like not hiring us because we're only giving less at the base package so yeah it's great great advice that's actually really brilliant jordan yeah, that's that's really good 
Yeah, because that forces them immediately to go up a little bit. That's actually well, really it doesn't smart. force somebody. It just gives them the opportunity to spend more right. money. That that's that's what this whole a la carte pricing system has been for us is giving the couples and their parents power to spend whatever they want. Um, so uh, one of the first ones that we booked after we switched over to a la carte, which was just been this year. Mm-hmm. I sent a high-end wedding planner in Indianapolis, sent her our new prices. She loved the idea of a la carte. She's She loved it. And she talked the parents into spending more than the photographer cost. And that's huge for a film. I think that's huge yeah. for filmmakers because I know what that photographer costs. And she and they're a high-end photographers in, Absolutely. in Indianapolis. Absolutely. Some of in Indianapolis, yeah. Yeah. So, and she, she even, because um, the bride's mom trusts her implicitly and she said well what do we need she said well you probably want this and this and this and this and then the wedding planner even told me after the fact she's like they might add on more but i just didn't want to add on too much to be too much over the photographer's price i'm like okay that's fine you know she's like they'll probably want to add these couple things later but and that's a great opportunity to upsell like when you start getting like once they even if they didn't pick anything else you sit down you start to edit and you realize, okay, I, they, don't, they didn't buy a 12-minute film, but I have the content to give that to them. So you can send them a friendly email and say, hey, we got so much amazing stuff. Um, I know you only bought a five to six minutes, but if you want to upgrade, um, we have enough content to give you a 12-minute film, and it's going to be amazing. And then if they come, and then you can you know, just increase that a little more because it's after the wedding, um, and maybe they have extra money. Maybe they have you know, a bunch of wedding gifts you know, from the, the money. All the letters, the little letters with money in it. Right. And that's the other thing is um, doing a package like this, it's not as uh, as much sticker shock in the beginning. So they get, you know, the base package. And I always tell them, well, you can add on anything else you want to later. You know, just get us in the door. Get us our retainer. Get us our contract. Well, we're there. You have us and you have a highlight. You know, and then anything else you can add on later. So that in their mind, that frees it up, frees them up to be able to even up to after the wedding, you know, because we've always lamented, oh, the photographers, they get so much room to upsell on the back end. And we never did, you know, so because we locked ourselves into those packages that says this is what you get. And then we we don't have anything else to sell. them. You have nothing else. You have nowhere to go from there. So now, I mean, we even upsell. We charge for, you know, Blu-ray or USB or whatever. So we're giving them digital delivery, digital delivery. <laughs> yeah, for the base package, they get the digital delivery, package. which is basically like a, a, a Google a link. Drive link they can download. Yeah. So even we're, we're charging for the physical media, which is very easy for us to produce on the back end and give us, you know, some extra. In, uh, yeah, but it them. adds value to these things, right. whereas before they just saw a list of items for a certain amount of money and they didn't see the value in each individual thing so this shows them that hey this blu-ray is going to cost this much it's authoring it's burning it's more than just you know chucking um disc at them right right but i mean we put things on there i wasn't sure they'd even sell like we have a 30-day expedited delivery system so if you want your film actually we have a same day edit we have a next day edit and then we have a 30-day expedited and of course the the same day edit is crazy expensive because I don't like doing them. And they're, it's, they're, they're insane. I love when it's over. I love watching people watch them, but it's just insane. Next day edit is still pretty rough, but it's not quite as expensive. 
And then the uh, the 30 day is like, hey, you guarantee your phone within 30 days. And that's that's had actually sold several of those. So I wasn't even sure. I just I just threw it on there and see what would happen. Mm-hmm. So if you think of something, um, um, you know, it could be anything from like that to customizing, you know, artwork for their display case. I don't know. Just, you know, use your imagination and, and just give them more opportunities to spend money. I think that's great. It's just, you know, sitting down and brainstorming through what are the different things that I could throw in here that are a value add, especially things that don't cost me anything. Right. You know? right. It it costs you your time and maybe a little bit of your sanity uh, right. to do a same thing edit, but it doesn't cost you anything right. uh, to do that unless you're having to bring in an editor. Are, are you bringing in an editor? Are you doing that yourself? Are you bringing in an extra shooter or? Nope, doing ourselves. Yeah, for same day edits, we we have tried to do both of those things: bring in an extra shooter and bring in an extra editor. The editing did def definitely spider. <laughs> Commercial break for the spider. <sighs> okay, show to you by the spider. <laughs> but okay, yeah. So the editing did not. The extra editor did not work because Garrett is too much of a control freak. And then, I mean, we've been working together for so long that sometimes it's kind of hard to train a new shooter to, we don't even have to talk to each other on a wedding day to know what to do. So we've just, um, he starts editing usually right after the entrances at the reception. Now they're getting a music video, you know, for, for the same day edit. And then we clean it up afterwards, but, um, and he can have a, a really great edit done by like it takes me about two hours yeah. and that's also editing and then running back out for the first dances. Right. And she handles the toast by herself. Right. Multiple, uh, multiple Campbell camera. But yeah, I just uh, sit in the back and edit for about two hours and have it ready to go. Yeah. So it works, but like something else that doesn't cost you any money um, is uh, we have a 4k upgrade option. I mean, we shoot in 4k anyways, but if they want that delivered in 4k, um, we, we put a value on that and say, hey, if you want that, you can add that to your package. It doesn't really uh, affect us on our back end hardly at all, right. but it just adds value to it. And they're like, ooh, 4K, that's the latest and greatest future proofing your video. So, right. um, yeah, that works as well. And now we do have to usually explain to people what 4K is. I and know. it's just yeah. all about educating your bride, which, Jordan, I think you do the same thing as well, yeah, like sure. about the 4K upgrade. Um, I mean, we've been shooting 4K for what, two, three, two years now? Anyway, a year and a half. Year and a half. Because okay. we, we, we went switched to full 4K as soon as the uh, the Sony A7S II came out because yeah. they could do 4K internally. Yeah. So um, that's just one of the things where a little bit of pride education puts money in your pocket, really. And and you know we say, well, all current modern TVs, you go to you go to Walmart, you could buy a 4K TV. So this is just kind of like it was whenever it went from standard to HD you know, standard F to HD, which we were in the business for that. Right. That's really sad. Yeah. No, that's, that's so <laughs> VHS to DVD. I was at Walmart, uh, I don't remember, like a year and a half, two years ago. And I took a picture because on the shelf they had two TVs. They were different brands, but they were the same size. They were both 55-inch TVs. They were both $600, and one was 1080 and one was 4K. And so I took a picture of that to like show brides and be like, Next TV you buy is going to be a 4K TV. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to buy another high definition TV because they're mm-hmm. the same price. Why would you? And they're going to stop making them. There's just no way they're going to keep exactly. making them. Right. And so, you know, you don't, when everything is, is 4K and you're used to seeing everything in 4K, 
you don't want your film to be in high def, just like you wouldn't have wanted your video to be in standard def, you know, when everybody's watching high def. And right. More, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's all about, you know, just keeping up with the times and technology. Um, yeah. That's just another example of, you know, if you're already shooting 4k, um, you know, just a, a nice little way to, uh, to upgrade them and, and they get a nice product. Yep. yep. And now with awesome cameras like the GH5, you can still do 60p. <laughs> oh, no. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> you guys in your slow-mo. Welcome to the 80s. No, actually, we, we've had this conversation, and I use very little slow-mo. Yeah. But I found a – this is getting way off topic. But uh, – but there's two reasons why I'm loving the slow-mo now. One is just for like detail shots. Like instead of having a slider, I can mm. just kind of like rock my body with that image stabilization in the 60p. And then it looks like I'm on a slider. Right. And the other thing is there's a couple moments on the dance floor, like this last two weeks ago. Uh, what's that scene? Crap. I forgot the name of the movie. Uh, is it dirty dancing where he like lifts her up? Yes. Yep. Yeah, so, so the bride and groom did Welcome that. Welcome to the 80s, yeah. What? They did that? That's they awesome, did the yeah. lift? Yeah, they did the whole lift, lift thing. thing. Nice. It was, it was like uh, they had like these two lines of people just crowded around them. I guess people knew what they were about to do or they knew they were going to do something. And she ran up to him and did it. And I could tell like right before it was about to happen, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is about to happen. And so I like switched it real quick. I was like, oh, my God, I got to switch to the 60p, you know. So it was it's an epic nice. moment to have it in 4K 60p. So. That's pretty. That's there pretty cool. There are a few moments like that where it's really nice to have. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was way off topic. No, I love that stuff, <laughs> and I love Dirty Dancing the movie. So. There you go. So. Okay, so um, let me ask you this: When you're coming up with your price, um, let's just start with like the base price. When you're coming up with your base price. What are you doing to come up with that? Is it just like, you know, I picked this number because this is how much money I want? Or have you calculated a little bit more? Talk to me about that process. It has been a gradual process. I'm always, up till the up till the year we had 44 weddings, I was very gradual. And then once I had 44 weddings, we, we, we said we got it, we're, we're doubling our price. And, and from, from there on, uh, it's been, micro adjustments um depending on some of the feedback we're getting from uh people who are either booking us or or not booking us um talking price is a very very taboo subject in our industry with photographers and video so i i feel that i'm just going to share with you exactly what we charge today and put our cards on the table so people people get an idea you know i mean i'm not really worried that you're going to come to indiana and and start taking our business Uh, if you do more power to you you're awesome (laughs) <laughs> but we our base package, um, like if you want a highlight only, digital delivery, and you're across town, it's going to be $3,500. Now, to show you the vast range, in the, in, in the way our packages are set up, it, we've shot weddings in New York, um, Mexico, and Europe. Those what in Vegas, those weddings, those destination weddings, those packages are about 10000 So there's a, there's a, huge gap there is that, that like starting at because no no that, that that was like a, a, a total that was okay, you know, yes. starting at 35 and they add things to it and then travel it, it hits the uh right at the ten thousand dollar mark so but that being said thirty five hundred dollars um 
feedback from some of our vendor friends and our wedding planners in Indiana, we are probably, I, I could be wrong, but as far as I know, we're the most expensive um, wedding filmmakers in this area. Definitely in this area. I, I don't think there's anybody that charges more than us in, in uh, Indianapolis area. I think in Indianapolis, which is the biggest, uh, you know, the state capital, largest city. Uh, I think we're right on par with on par people, with yeah. the uh, higher higher end people up there. So we're definitely pricing ourselves right at where we need to be f- if we want to stay in this area. Now, and, and I know that that probably shocks some, but it also depends on your market and where you live. Right. And I mean, we have a really low cost of living where we live. We're not spending $2,000 a month for a, a one bedroom apartment, you know, mm-hmm. like people do in New York. And I get why they have to charge more, but their clients also have more money, whereas ours do not. So you have to be really smart about it. And, um, and I think that price, the 3,500 might shock some, but I'm, I'm not. Yeah, but that that starting price of thirty five hundred dollars this year, our average booking is right around six thousand. Right. So you know that's that's I'm very happy with that right right now. Uh, uh, and, that's getting them in the door. You know, the thirty five hundred right. is is kind of eliminating some of the sticker shock because before when we had packages, I think our biggest package that we were offering last year was what like five thousand. Mm-hmm. You know and that. And for people that are trying to book us for next year, we're sending them a modified price list. And right. that's, that price list starts at 4000 So we've raised our prices for 2018. So all, this, all the starting, are, they start at 4000 instead of 3500 Yeah. You know, and, and you also have to be smart about that. So the first couple for next year, we probably booked at 3500 mm-hmm. but um, 4000 And if we book any more this year, we might stay at this. Or depending on the month, we might bump up to the slightly elevated uh package and then it also depends on of course where they're located you know if so yeah because we don't charge any traveling up to like two hours hours. because we're we're in a small town and and all the the large cities including indianapolis are between an hour to two hours away so we don't feel that we because we should penalize them for where we've chosen to live which i think as we are going to eventually move up to indianapolis because we're having quite a quite a few more opportunities there for work uh, are you guys marketing yourselves in Indianapolis or are you marketing yourself um, like as local to whatever town you're in? Uh, locally, we don't have to do any marketing because we're everybody knows us. Um, yeah. Everybody has heard the name because we've been here for so long. Um, like there's uh, smaller towns or bigger towns than us, but smaller than Indianapolis, places like Evansville and Terre Haute, Indiana and Bloomington, Indiana. And, and we're quite well known throughout there. We when we do put marketing dollars in through Facebook or Google AdWords, we do target Indianapolis. Right. Um, it's just, and, and sometimes Chicago or, you know, some of the larger cities that are closer to us. Yep. Chicago um, and St. Louis. But yeah. yeah, Southern Indiana, strangely, I mean, it sounds weird to say, but we really don't have to do a lot of marketing and put a lot of marketing dollars in it because we have just been here for so long, <laughs> you know, 10, 11 years. We know all the vendors. We know everybody. Yeah, and we were doing it before we were doing video it. exploded in the DSLR. Yeah. Era. Yeah. We started shooting or we started doing weddings before DSLRs even became prevalent. So, um, that's, I feel like an old lady talking like that, <laughs> but <laughs> I started shooting very young. <laughs> well, you know, the Mark II is not that old. Mm. <laughs> I guess it's, it's aging, but yeah. Not as cool. And that was probably the first one y'all started on, huh? 
Uh, first DSLR, yeah. but we, um, we started shooting video on Canon XL2s. They're big uh, shoulder mounted cameras. Big shoulder mounted cameras that took mini DV tapes, standard definition. They were, um, real we time. We shot Canon camcorders before that, before we went pro, I guess. Yeah. Those were pro at the time. Those suckers were five grand yeah. and they're up in our, our, loft right now just collecting dust and i never had the heart to sell them and now i I just can't sell them so they're just nice little mementos probably get 50 bucks for it right probably probably but that i don't know how we got off on that topic either (laughs) where was i no no oh oh yeah so no but we shot canon uh, up till about three years ago three three, or four years ago is when we made the switch over to sony yeah and there again we were one of the first um that i knew of um uh, filmmakers, wedding filmmakers, to switch to to the, uh, the Sony system. Cool. So, uh, talk to me about this is one thing I hear a lot on the forums is people talking about like an hourly rate. Mm. It's not necessarily that you're charging, you know. Uh, so I'm not getting at how much extra you charge to be there for an extra mm-hmm. hour. On the day. Sure. But if a lot of people, I think, are thinking in terms of how much work did I do for this client? You know, from the time I started, you know, I got the lead through the time I delivered the final products. How many hours did I spend on that job? Do you guys think through that? No, or, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I tell you what, we we tried for a while. Yeah. Uh, again, this is part of our our packaging um, the way it evolved over time. But we tried that model, like a lot of photographers do. That hey, eight hours. You got a six hour package, eight hour package. And then like a 10 hour package or something like that. He's talking about even like the lead time. Pre and post production. Pre post production. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've honestly never given that, that much thought because that's just, you know, that's doing business. That's being in business for yourself. Yeah. This could go off to a whole different topic, but when we, we do actually charge an hourly rate for our corporate clients. Right. Like if we shoot a, 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 a commercial video uh, promotional for a, a corporate client, we tell them you get one revision, and then uh, after that, it's two hundred dollars an hour to edit. So we tell them that so that way they they are in- incentivized to get all their ducks in a row on that first re-edit. Otherwise, you'll be editing forever. But that's a totally different subject. But yeah, as far as per hour for weddings, I, we really don't. Do yeah, we've never just you know like whenever the initial lead comes in to the time you deliver the final product. Honestly, I don't know if I've ever even calculated. Maybe I don't want to is the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> How many hours going to it? Yeah. And and we we try to keep it very simple um, for our brides. We're not, we don't even meet with half of our brides anymore. Before the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had a meeting yesterday, but we don't even meet with half of them anymore. So, but when we first started, we were meeting with every single one because we basically had to explain what a wedding video was, yeah. you know? Yeah. Now everybody knows what it is, but back then we had to explain what a wedding video even was and what we were bringing to the table. So, um, we've I just always, the bride yesterday, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, just, just look at this. <laughs> you know, we would bring a little before iPads came out. We had a little, um, Oh, the little Sony DVD player, DVD player, portable DVD player. We bring with us would to, meeting, up. to meetings. So like, okay, watch this in a Starbucks, you this, know, this was the age before smartphones. <laughs> Why do I keep talking about how old we are? It's so old. <laughs> but but the, I tell you what, talking about the hourly rate real quick, um, we do have an hourly uh, 
package set up for our South Asian couples because a lot of the times they they don't understand how that you can charge for a full day if you're only working like on some of those weddings you're going in the morning you shoot some stuff and you got like a four hour where you're doing nothing and then um, you, you shoot more that evening so occasionally we will offer an hourly package to them on certain days like that like if there's not a a full day and that that makes sense to them whereas even though we're still there for the full day but there's several hours in the middle where we're not doing anything so by doing an hourly rate for them um, they feel that they're getting exactly what they're paying for and not paying for us to sit and watch paint dry so and when you're doing that do you feel like you're making a similar amount of money off of that wedding or no we always we make more on, on the south asian weddings um we did the, the first few we do, we did for the same price and, you know, two or three day events. And I love them. They're amazing. They're so colorful. They're so different than doing 20 Catholic weddings every year. Yeah. But it's so much more work um, than just a normal, uh, I not, shouldn't say normal, but a Christian type type wedding. So we do increase our prices for, for those weddings because it's, you know, it's a multi-day, um, multi-day event. And they work you. Oh, I, yeah, they work you hard, but they they party hard too. It's a great great celebrations. But uh, going back to like even um, on the day of, we're not doing um, like we're only going to be there for eight hours or ten hours, which I think also probably shocks people whenever we say that. Yeah, we kind of are just there and when we're there, you know. So we start whenever the bride starts getting ready, not, you know, the six bridesmaids before her, but when the bride starts and then we end whenever we feel like we have enough because we, we have tried in the past, you know, like a six hour package, an eight hour package, a 10 hour package. Um, and, and yes, just, it made our day shorter, but it tied our hands. It didn't our work for us. We didn't have the, all the elements that I wanted to tell their story to whereas if we do a quote unquote unlimited package, First of all, they love that word. They love that you're going to be there all day and you're not going to be skipping out um, right before the first dances. Uh, I'm there to, first of all, when I'm hanging out with the guys, when Amber's hanging out with the girls, she's not shooting, you know, the extensions going in. She's not shooting the eyelashes being glued to their face. And, but she's getting time with all the bridesmaids. She's getting time with the, the, the bride and the groom and the groomsmen. And they get very comfortable with us in that first hour or two getting to know us. And then the rest of the day goes much, much smoother because of that. And if something does, does amazing, if something amazing does happen, like there's a gift or uh, last Saturday, the they got a card from one of the bridesmaids um, and there was tears and it was amazing. So uh, we were there for that. And like the last time we had an eight hour package, eight hours had come and gone. The first dances hasn't happened yet. And I had to go up to the wedding planner and say, look, it's our time has come and gone. If they want us to stay, it's, you know, $200 an hour. And if they want us to get, you know, and so she had to go talk to the mom, the mom had to go talk to the dad and they had to figure out if they wanted to spend that extra money. And it was a really awkward moment that I don't have, I don't want anything to do with again. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be talking to, I don't want to put, First of all, I don't want to be feel awkward and I don't want to put that pressure on them to think about stuff like that, that they should just be enjoying their day. So, uh, yeah, it just helps helps them and us just to have an unlimited package. Only time it bites us in the butt is if they have a midnight sparkler exit. <laughs> then it's like, oh, man. So and we do like to capture that. We so. do. do so. Yep. And then you've got a two hour drive home. 
Yeah. 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 We do that. That's <laughs> sometimes if we're exhausted, we're just, we'll just pack it in a hotel. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but it, it rarely, usually the sparkler exits, um, the photographer is usually has to leave before us. So the photographer will push things like, Hey, let's go do the fake exit right now. And so they'll, they'll go do that early, but occasionally they want to wait until, you know, the last song is sung. But thankfully we've never had a couple take advantage of our, let's say unlimited price or, um, hours. Mm -hmm. We've never had someone say, be here at 6 a.m. and you're leaving at midnight. We have never had that happen. So, I mean, I think the, the sound of it scares people, but, and it's all about the bride education. Like I asked the bride, when are you going to get ready? Not your bridesmaids. When are you? Okay. I'll arrive maybe 30 minutes or 20 minutes after you start doing your hair. Right. Cause those you know? first few shots of the hair being done isn't isn't that flattering or there's something like that yeah and so it just we've never had and maybe it's our area maybe people are just nicer here <laughs> but we've <laughs> never had anyone take advantage of that for, from us so maybe maybe if it does happen right well here's what <laughs> i figure you know my day is 80 percent. even if i'm only there for eight hours my day is already dedicated to this bride and groom so i have to give the morning get my gear together packet i mean the day is gone anyway so what's it matter if i'm there a few extra hours to get more content that helps me tell a better story it really it just it, honestly it's a little selfish because it helps us to be able to tell the story of the whole day mm -hmm. a lot easier that's our that's our two cents and i know a lot of people would probably disagree with that well i know but. some people that show up you know um right as the bride is getting ready to get in her dress and then just frantically try to get the b-roll shots of the outside of the church the outside of the house they're in wherever they're at um before the ceremony to whereas if you start earlier with hair and makeup you have extra time you know amber's in there shooting the the bride and i'm dri drive over to the church get some exterior shots go see what the guys are doing go grab a sandwich come back you know and there's just it's just a low-key uh easy easy day uh, that happened saturday that happened saturday <laughs> how many sandwiches did i get you Zero. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. Okay, so speaking of taboo subjects, um, I think it'd be really cool if you guys, since we're talking a la carte here, if you guys could walk us through what are the different things you've come up with. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. And whenever this podcast comes out, I can, I'll just, I can email this to you so you can post it along with it or maybe not even have the prices on there because again, everyone's prices are going to be different, but I have one that has zero prices. So whenever we started, um, thinking about a la carte, we just basically looked at our current packages that we had and stripped everything down, you know? Okay. So what are we going to give them as the base? We decided that would be the highlight plus us there full day and digital delivery. So then what would, what more would they want or need from that? So then we go into, okay, well, most people want their full ceremony and their toast. So those are two separate add-ons, full ceremony is one. So a doc edit. Doc edit. Doc now edit we, we clean it up we cut it between you know up. three or four cameras, Yeah, but it's, but it's a, a doc edit. You know, so we do the full ceremony, full toast. Those are the two things that are our biggest add-ons like everybody adds those things on so if again if you give them the option they're going to add it on so if they add those two things on that's another we're, we're, we're up to five thousand already yeah. so then we're going to go with um okay so what type of edits would people consider so what do they want what yeah. would they want so we do an instagram teaser 
where that's an upsell, which that helps us because that helps us to um, promote ourselves more. And sometimes we do it anyway, if we really like the, the feel of the day, but you know, it does take some time, you know, not tons. Um, and then we have a 10 to 12 minute film that we, they can upgrade to What's or the first, uh, the, first uh, the base level in terms of time limit. The six minute, is that yeah. what you're talking it's about? A, it's yeah, a six five, minute highlight. Five to six minute five highlight. Six, five to six minute highlight, yeah. So then we go on to the 10 to 12, um, and then the 18 to 20. And that's long, but you have to think like a bride. Um, more is more, more is better to them. So even though we might, that might not be our most creative edit in the whole world, it's not for us. Right. And it's not for our peers. It's for the bride and groom. Yeah. So that's, they, We've sold that, you know, that we've sold that mm -hmm. several times. Um, in fact, I'm working on right now, one right now. There's right. a 20 minute film. Right. And so then once we got past like the, what type of edits they would possibly want, we go into the delivery time frame. So then we added, you know, same day edit, next day edit, 30 day expedited delivery. And we've sold that. Um, have we had anyone take, no one's taken us up on the next. Oh, uh, destination wedding did the next yeah. day edit, which that was basically like we, so, Shot the destination, Turner flew home, and then projected. Oh, Mexico. Yeah, Me Mexico and New York, the elopement. Right. It's yeah. it's popular a lot of times. Some For people in our area will they'll um, have a destination wedding with a very small crowd, or sometimes just the two of them and us, and then they will have us make the video to show at the reception the following weekend. So if they got married on a weekend, like our couple in New York. Um, the next weekend, we had the you know their video ready to go, and so they had a huge reception. The people that couldn't go to New York, and uh, they they showed it then. So that's an opportunity to you know upsell them to that next next day edit. Right. So then um, beyond the delivery timeframes, we did the 4K upgrade. Um, we have a USB. So then we then after that we talk about like well how would they want this delivered? You know how do they want to watch it? We did the USB uh, copy. We have um, Blu-ray copy. You know, so we charge for like the first master and then we charge for additional. And then we do um, raw footage. Uh, which, I, which I don't like giving my raw footage away, <laughs> but it's, it's crazy how many people ask for it. And I have yeah. to explain to them, look, it's raw. There's no editing. It's hundreds of clips in a very unwatchable format. But like Amber just said, they think more, I mean, more is more. You know, that's yeah. stuff. I, I may miss something if I don't get that. So we, we sell that every so often. And then we have, um, the last one would be the, uh, we call it our animation station, but it's a slow-mo booth nice. for weddings. So we do have that as an option and we do sell it occasionally. So I think if we marketed it more, we've, we've talked about doing that as a separate business, but you know, on top of everything else, does someone want to come and run that for us? Right. Because <laughs> we have everything we need. We just have to market it more. But if you're looking for a job. Yeah. Right. Come come run our animation station and have fun. But all your weekends are gone. <laughs> That's always the kick, right? Yes. But so those are what we have um, as our add-ons. And, and every time I think of something new, we, we throw it on there. Yeah, if we think of something new, it's it's a very easily easily editable uh, little thing we have. But you know, if anyone has any suggestions for something we should add, I would definitely I love to hear. just thought of one. We could do a, I know some people already do this, but you could do like a, a second day uh, shoot. Oh, yeah. So you can take the bride and groom out on a second day 
And uh, I know some filmmakers do that and to get, you know, some really nice epic shots that they don't have to worry about the time restraints. And uh, yeah, you could throw that on there. You probably should. You just want to get in their honeymoon suite, don't you? <laughs> we charge we a charge lot, a lot extra. extra for that. A lot extra. Depends for what that. they look like, you know. Oh just, my god! <laughs> takes the boudoir shoot to a whole other level. Yeah, buddy. Mm. Yeah, stay away from those things. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, so um, talk to me about this. Like one of the things that you mentioned in the beginning was that your your hellish year where you shot 45 weddings um now you have raised your prices significantly from from that point in time you said doubled and it sounds like you're doing even better now since you've got this a la carte pricing thing going um but talk to me about when you made that shift did you have a goal of i want to shoot this many weddings and if so what what does that look like for you guys not really. I I just I my goal. She hates this, but it was be not to not to sit at the house on any Saturday on any weekend. You know, because I I like working. I love shooting weddings, and I feel like if I'm at home, I'm not investing in my future. So the four the, the year we had forty four weddings, we had two teams. So Amber had an assistant with her. I had an assistant with me, and it was more than assistant. They they were a shooter as well. And, uh, but as far as how many, you know, a goal in mind, I, we don't say no, that's kind of just our goal. I mean, if they want to hire us and pay what we're asking, we're going to, we're going to work for them. So, so, it, so basically you're saying I'll be thrilled to work 44 weddings in a year if I'm getting paid right. Right. You know what? If I could do 44 weddings at this price, I'd, I'd love it. Yeah. I, um, That'd be a tough year, but I mean, I feel like we'd have to outsource a heck of a lot. Yeah, more. we would definitely have to bring on some help to do some of the editing because that, that that about killed us. But then the thing is, we're delivering a much um, shorter film. Oh, that's right. Because when we did that, we were giving them like forty-five minute to an hour long cuts. Yeah. So yeah, if we were doing forty-four teasers and that's... just two doc edits, that would be a lot less work. I didn't, I forgot about that. no but we've always Hmm. just never said no i think there i mean unless it's we're not going to do two weddings on the same day anymore we will not do that but we will do back to back of course we will uh we've done that one that year that horrible year we did i think it was on memorial day weekend we did like we both had one on saturday so we had two on saturday and one on sunday that we did together. That was, I just remember that so vividly that October, we did about 10 weddings that, that month alone. October. Yeah. October. But, but I, I don't know if that's, you know, whenever you're both full time, you're more motivated to just do whatever you have to do to, to live the type of lifestyle you want. And I, you know, and I, we really, we live very comfortably and we enjoy ourselves in our job. And I, I think that, I mean, there's a goal in mind, like, okay, we have to hit, if we don't have 15 weddings, I'm a little nervous, but you know, that's kind of where like the least amount would be. Yeah. And I will say, um, this year scared us a little bit because we have everybody booked late. Normally people book like a year out, but man, this year people just like waited the last minute to book. And so I was like, okay, what's going on? Why is it nobody booking us? Is our price is too high? Is this new pricing system not going to work out? But, um, yeah, we, I mean, it's, it's fine now, but there for a minute, nobody was booking. Wow. 
right. but just I, I've heard that with other uh, uh, wedding vendors as well as the photographers and, and even some wedding planners that people are booking really late. Right. But I mean, the, we booked a, the bride yesterday. Her wedding is September of 18. So it's like, okay, well, I guess 2018 brides are on it, but 17 brides, I don't know what they were waiting for. I mean, but I think we just booked one a few months ago for May, you know, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it, but okay. I'm glad we have your date available because you're going to have an awesome wedding. So I, I kind of don't mind that we have some of these dates available for those, strangely, these high-end brides that are waiting to the last minute. And I don't know how it is with your June, but our June's pretty slim this year, which is I'm fine with because June was July. July? July, yeah. Uh, because, you know, Indiana in June and July is just awfully humid. But yeah. uh, it gives us the opportunity. You know, there's a um, a big show I like going to in Oshkosh, mm -hmm. Wisconsin called um, the, well, just the Oshkosh Air Show. Air Venture. Air Venture, but it's just a huge, like, like the nation's largest air show. And I, I love going to that. But I rarely get to because, you know, we're usually working. It's on a weekend. I mean, the best the best time to go to that is on the weekend. So this year we had it off and I said, Amber, just don't book a wedding on that day because I really want to want to go with to go to that. And that has never happened in the history. We've never blocked a weekend off. Yeah. Never. When you think about it, you're blocking a weekend off. How many thousands of dollars are you losing? But at the same time, it's like, well, I just I just need a day off. I need a weekend off to go have some fun. Yeah. I finally did that for the first time. Like like you said, like blocked something off for a specific thing. Like mm -hmm. We've always, if we we're going to do um, vacation or something, we would just kind of wait and plan it right. like a month in advance. Yeah. Um, so that I would make sure I didn't do that. But we were, we're just at a place where we really need to take an awesome vacation. Just my wife mm -hmm. and I. Yeah. Kids a bit. There you nice. go. So yeah, we planned a trip to Riviera Maya. Oh, uh, nice. July, and I turned away. Um, I've, I've turned away two weddings already. Oh, it's very painful. <laughs> it is painful. Uh, yeah, but the, I mean, you're you're gonna get a fantastic life experience. That I mean, you can't. I know you can't pay your bills with memories, but <laughs> um, it's gonna be. You know, you're gonna have that for the rest of your life. So that's and of course. I'm I'm already thinking about ways to monetize this trip. <laughs> no, exactly. Every time we go on a trip, Amber, like even when our wedding in Mexico, we took an additional week just for us to to kick back and relax and and i told amber let's do a a, a video for our youtube channel on you know how to pack for a uh, a destination wedding so we i mean we monetize it a little bit i mean we were already there to work but yeah anytime we go somewhere like we're, we're going to the oshkosh air show i'm going to bring that new sony a9 with me <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna do some tests on that and then shoot some of those fast action planes doing some stuff can't get faster action than that no, That's you right. can't. 20 frames a second. That's insanity. I think he's talking about the Jets. Oh, the Jets too, yeah. <laughs> I but I mean, jets, the 20 yes, frames a second. 20 frames a second. That's, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be interesting to see what that does to like the 1D and, uh, was it five? No, D5 or whatever. Oh, yeah. Nikon, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, 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 ex I'm stoked. It definitely seems like. Yeah, as soon as that was announced, I sold, I sold the uh, 6500. It's like, nope, you're done. You're hmm. dead to me now. <laughs> really excited about that pre-order immediately but anyway um is there anything i don't know do you have any other questions oh, for this us? has been super great i'm sure the listeners <laughs> definitely have more questions but yeah you can always find them um online and we'll talk about that in a minute but first let's move to the pick of the week oh snap um, they, they forgot but that's okay I'll go first. <laughs> 
and I'll let them think about it while, while I go first. Um, so since we're talking about pricing and kind of elevating your brand and that kind of thing, I think one of the things that goes along with that is, is branding. And branding is not absolutely just, branding's not just logos. I think a lot of people think of branding as logos and colors. And that kind of thing. That's, that's a small part of it, but branding is everything that you do. Branding is this wall and sign behind. You know, it's the way that I, um, you know. Uh, renovated my office to meet with clients. Branding is in my business cards. And and so that's going to be my pick of the week is my business card. And if you're watching the video, you can see it. Um, but this is a, it's made by Moo. Um, if you're watching the video, you can see, and this is one business card, uh, but it's incredibly thick and actually has three layers to it. Nice. So you have a color inlay. Um, it's like two um pieces of like card stock on the outside oh yeah i know what you're talking about those are nice with a third one on the inside so it has mm -hmm. my my branding is all black and white it's like a leather kind of look um and so the interior is also black so uh it's just a super thick card it's maybe the thickest business card i've ever laid my hands on um, but when i hand it to people people say oh wow i every single time i get a reaction to the card um, of people admiring the thickness. Very substantial, yeah. That happens literally every time I hand out my card. Um, and so it's little things like that that elevate your brand. Mm -hmm. Totally. People feel like you're worth paying this high price for. Yep. Just, there's, there's just a psychology to it. And so um, Moo's not a sponsor of the show or anything. Maybe they will be one day. Um, but uh, definitely, if you're looking for a business card or other marketing products that um, you know make your make your brand look awesome, moo m o o dot com makes some really amazing stuff. It is a lot more expensive than your average business card, but that's when you tell them, okay, look at the card, take a picture of it, and I give it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're totally totally right. Anything you can do to make yourself stand out. Uh, we had a, have a local Indianapolis company, a letterpress company called Jupiter and Juno, and they made a um, a die cut letterpress card for us. That's very, it's it's too it's not it's almost too big, but it doesn't fit in your wallet, so they're not going to put it in their wallet and, and forget it. But it's very substantial, and like you said, put that card in their hand, they're like, oh wow, look at it's this. It's a statement. It's, it's a, definitely it's a strong a statement. statement. Yeah, right. and and you're telling them that yes, this is an expensive. It had. I mean, if you look at it, you, like your card, people look at it and they feel the weight of it. They, they, they look at that, that die cutting and they're like, okay, they went the extra mile for their business card. These people, they're polished. You know, they have, they have all their ducks in a row. So anything you can do to stand out from the other stack of cards that, you know, the, the couple are, are getting from other people. Right. Yeah. I just wish I had a card that when I gave it to them, it would like light up and play music. One but, day. One day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that the branding is definitely something. If you're if you're thinking about elevating your prices, you definitely your branding has to be on point. It has to match your prices. Your yeah. your branding has to match your prices and your website. It all has to be on the same level because if you're coming in with a crappy website and wanting to charge, you know, six thousand dollars, no one's gonna take you seriously. And not only that, but let, taking it a step further and your online persona is also going to play into that as yeah, well. Yeah, you're a huge part of your own branding. 
you are your own branding. And so people don't hire, they hire dynamics because we're good, but they also hire us because we're, I like to think we're cool, nice people, you know, they know what they're going to get and they can, I mean, we keep our social media very wide open. And so if you want to be more private, just lock your social media down, you know, don't let your brides see it. But we've, we've made it a strong effort when we first got on Facebook. Um, however long ago it was, nothing ever negative is going to come out of our, our mouths on social media. Yeah. We're not going to complain about things. We're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to, I mean, if, if the bride goes to your website to, uh, check it, check you out, they see your name, then they go to your Facebook profile and, you know, you're always, uh, complaining and moaning and groaning about something or you're, uh, they caught you at a bad day and you just vented on Facebook. Well, that's probably just lost that job. I wouldn't so, want to be around that person for my whole wedding day. Right. So what's the first thing you do when you get an inquiry? I always go straight to Facebook and look at the bride, see who she is and what, she, you know, to see mm-hmm. if, yeah, I think all of us do. So, and that's not to say that our persona online is fake. It's not, right. we just chose, choose to cut out the negativity. Right. So that's not part of our pick of the week, Jordan, but I think that you made a very valid point about the branding. Um, it has to be on par with your prices and your prices have to be on par with your branding. It has to be a balance yes. um, for sure. So what Garrett, he thought of the pick of the week right here. <laughs> I don't think I mentioned this last time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Elkron Wing 7. Um, oh, I saw you post a picture of that. Yeah, I've been using it for about five or six months now. And I was very skeptical when I ordered it. Um, I actually ordered the wing. Th- I thought I ordered the seven, but the wing three is what I ordered. And that was not big enough for what I wanted to do. So we upgraded to the wing seven. Um, I really enjoy using it. It stays on my, of course, it has to be on a tripod to use, but it stays on my tripod. Um, and it's my favorite run and gun um, rig for getting details. Like if I'm running around at a reception or um, the, the bridal prep her, her house outside getting B-roll shots. It's just always on there. Now, that being said, it is not a slider replacement. I was kind of hoping for that. Don't spoil our uh, Yeah, we're going to do a whole review, review on it, but um, <laughs> they, they can watch that too. Yeah. yeah, I thought you got rid of your slider. No, nope. we have them both. I have them both. Yeah, we carry them both. Uh, the, the other slider was, is we use is the uh, Rhino. Yeah, Rhino slider. Carbon fiber. I think it's two foot, very small and compact. I like it. But I like low shots. I like low slider shots. And that's the one thing you really can't get with the Etochrone wing because it has to be on a set of sticks. Now, we have sticks that can get down low, but not on the ground. And a lot of times I like to do a nice low shot. Like uh, this Saturday as the as the bride was walking to the first look, I did a nice, nice little slider shot behind her as she was walking to her soon-to-be husband. But it's one of the criteria of my kit is I want to keep it small. And I, I would love... I've always wanted it to have, you know, two sliders so like I could do two different things at the same time. Amber could do one and I could do another, but I didn't want to carry two sliders with me. Well, this is on my sticks all the time. It fits in my bag and it, it's not light at, by any means. It's, it's a, they, it's built very well. It's a beast, but it is small. So it kind of fits my criteria so I can add it to my kit and it still not take up as much room as a, an entire other slider. Um, yeah, I've been using that for about, um, about five or six months. And, and the first time you used it, you didn't really like it. Yeah, it, it then, was it was weird how but, it how it worked. But, so don't spoil the rest of our okay. video because <laughs> we're going to do a review video on well, it. Well, on that picture I posted, everybody's <laughs> like, hey, 
tell us a review because yeah. you know we'd like to know how, how this yeah. works because some people don't like it and there's been some negative reviews about it and but we actually really love it so we're gonna do a review about it and tell more of our thoughts however that is a really great addition to our kit yeah yeah but i have it on top of a set of sticks then i also have a fold video fluid head on that so it's it's robust and then i have the uh, sony a7s2 with a battery grip on it and so it can really handle a beefy rig Awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on, guys. This has been super Anytime. Helpful. Yeah, we love it. Um, it's causing me to rethink some things, and so that's always a good thing for me to stay on the tip of my toes. Um, and I know that is probably the case for a lot of our listeners. So um, tell us real quick more about where we can find out more about what you guys are doing. You can find us on all social media platforms as Inamics. That's E-Y-E-N-A-M-I-C-S. Except and Twitter. Don't go to Twitter. We're, yeah, we're going to delete Twitter. our Twitter. <laughs> uh, but Instagram, Facebook. Um, and then also, again, our personal accounts are very open. Amber and Garrett Baird. Um, we also have Gear, Glasses, and Gadgets YouTube channel, uh, Facebook page, and Instagram page yes. now. So we are all Which over. I've lacked on posting anything for a while. So look for some new posts coming up because we've been so busy. But Yeah. So we'll be, we'll have some new reviews coming soon. Yeah, um, gear, glasses, and gadgets is more like behind the scenes and tutorials and new gear right. we use, things like that. Which I think uh, his listeners would be probably more interested yeah. in. Yeah, so sure. yeah, and it's a we're have we like to have fun with it and are always looking for new ideas too. So um, we really enjoy doing those because we've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, but uh, yeah. So basically, any social media platform, gear, glasses, and gadgets. And Inamics and Garrett Newber Baird. That's Inamics E Y E N A M I C S. I already spelled it. Oh, did you? Yeah. I missed that part. <laughs> no, everyone. It's like, it's like those infomercials E Y E N A M I C S. Again, that's E Y E N A M I C S. Call now. Uh, I'm not on Snapchat, though. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. Yeah, I tried so. that for like a week. Yeah. I only snap like my, my friends to talk to them like face to face, but so. I'm I'm doing in IG stories. IG yeah, stories is where it at. Yeah, for for our business, like I walked everyone through a whole wedding day this past Saturday. Um, next wedding, I'll do it on gear, glasses, and gadgets. Probably, maybe yeah. dynamics. Probably gear, glasses, and gadgets. Because that, that's the dynamics is like a lot of just our wedding, the, the pretty wedding stuff. Yeah, yeah. pretty stuff. But yeah, during a wedding on on the gear, glasses, and, and gadgets, um, Instagram will have behind the scenes video of stuff we're doing throughout the day. Awesome. Yep. So if you ever wanted to shadow um, an amazing wedding filmmaker, then you can do that. Yeah. Right? Instagram story. So check yeah. that out for sure. Well, guys, thanks again for being on. Uh, it's always great to have you on, and we'll look forward to doing it again soon. Uh, thanks to our listeners for tuning in. And uh, I've never asked, actually, I've had my little sound guy at the end ask this, but I'm going to ask that you guys leave us a review because it really helps to grow the listenership when we have uh, iTunes reviews. And so if you have loved the content, if you've learned a ton, if you're making more money now because of it, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It gives me good feedback to let me know what we need to do differently. Uh, but also, uh, it just helps grow our listenership. So we really appreciate it. So, uh, that's the end of the episode. You guys have a great one. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show. And help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. 
And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comments section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.